Welcome, beautiful people, to Just Glow Podcast. I'm your host, Gloria Velez. And today's special guest, a dear friend of mine from a long time, heavy hitter, DJ, radio personality, Hot 97, Sirius XFM, Hip Hop Nation, Party MC, he does it all, Pretty Lou. What up, Bobby? Hey, what's up, Did mama? I miss anything? You, you, you ain't missed nothing. You probably... Uh, probably the only thing you didn't you didn't say is comedian, funny guy, good looking. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I mean, the, the pretty is in your name, so you know it speaks for itself. You know what I'm saying? Well, well, I'm getting older, so I know when we first met, I was younger. I was more, you know, I was more fit. Now, as you get older, the gray hairs come out. It becomes different. So, I think I should take the pretty. I just call myself Lou from now on. You know. Nah, nah. Age is just for the number, man. We can get it in and just get that workout, eat right. You listen, know, we got to get that mind right, puppy. Listen, <laughs> I'm, st I'm still in my prime. That's all that matters. You know, as long as... That's as long as, right. That's, that's what right. I'm talking about. As long as, as my energy is still great, man, I'm good. I don't care. That's all that matters to me. Amen. So how did you get... We were talking about this before. Nicknames. So... Tell the world, how did you get Pretty Lou? You know, because you was a ladies' man. <laughs> wow. So, 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 um, Pretty Lou, Pretty Lou actually came out. Pretty Lou actually never even came out through 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 the ladies growing up. It actually came out when I, because I used to box back in the days. Um, when I was younger, you know, um, you know, my parents, okay. you know, me, you know, I grew up with two brothers, uh, two younger brothers, and we grew up in Brooklyn, New York, and um. My, fa my, 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 my father, who's actually my stepfather, but my, my, you know, I call him my dad because he, he raised us. He raised you. Um, he, he, you know, him and my mother, they wanted to take us out of the street. So they placed us in a, in a, in a recreation center and um, with, with, a, with a man, you know, who lived in my neighborhood. And they were just like, listen, my kids, you know, that, we just don't want them in the streets like that. So they put us into boxing. And you know we we stuck with Very it. Me and my brothers, we we stood with it. And um, but back then I was always a pretty boy, meaning you know gotcha. I was always fresh. I was always decked out. Always cute. Had a, yeah, right. I was you always I, deaf, right? I was always, I made sure that I had the right fit. I had the right sneakers and all that stuff. And they used to call me pretty boy. So so because of that, it was pretty boy Lou. But um, I was entering a tournament, and I remember. Um, one that um, Floyd Mayweather was in the same tournament, and um, okay. back then, back then he was called Pretty Boy Floyd. Now it wasn't Money Mayweather. That's it right. Right. So yes, people, people it was. Right. People don't know that. Only real boxing fans know that. And um, my brother That's was right. just like, Nah, there can't be no two pretty, pretty boys and all that stuff. So one day. <laughs> Out of the blue, my brother just said, you know what? For now on, we're just going to call you Pretty Lou. At first, mm, I did not okay, like the name. Okay. I didn't like the name at all. I, I thought it was very gayish. <laughs> really? I mean, I'm, uh, you know, I don't mean to, you know. You right, know, man, I love, no, I love my gay people. You know, I have gay friends and all that stuff. But, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I felt like it was very feminist, if you want me to say it like that. It doesn't represent you, right? It, you feel right, like, it yeah, didn't. So I was very man, I get right. it. So I was very pissed off, like, no, don't you ever call me that, blah, blah, blah. But my, my, my brother didn't care. My little brother didn't care. And he just started calling me that. And then it started trickling, and my friends started calling. And, Catching on. And it just became yeah. pretty rude from there. And then throughout the years, it got stuck. I ended up liking it, and I, and I stood with it. <laughs> And I still with it. That's awesome. So you started boxing, and then what did you do? Did you started DJing, or you went straight to radio? No. So so what happened was, back then, you know, going back towards going back towards like the beginning of uh, of high school, coming from public school into high school. Your career, I, right? Yeah. I got in, I got into the world of hip hop, and um, you know, during the late eighties mm, okay. and nineties, you know, I started getting involved and falling in love with the music and um you know i started listening to a lot of a lot of rap a, rap, a lot of rap records and, and and really getting into the you know into the culture i was you know my book bag back in high school i had of course i had books let me say that in case my mother 
ever watches this video. <laughs> but um, back right, then my, right, right. yeah, back then my book bag, all I had was cassette tapes and my and my and my Walkman. You know what I'm saying? Mm, yes. and, and I used to I travel to high school. Yes. Yeah, I used yes. to have you know I used to travel to high school in, in the train, and I remember listening to like BDP, um, you know what I'm saying, Black Moon, um, EPMD. You know, um, Big Daddy Kane, like that, yes, like that, that was my collection. You know, and just and just, I was just so in love with the music, and um, moving yeah. forward, moving forward. You know, of course, growing up, you know, I oh, you know, everybody wanted to become a rapper, so I try to become a rapper, but then you know, thank God, I, I kind of know myself that <laughs> no way, really. That Did you ever like record anything? Just curious. Nah, I never recorded anything. I, I would write. But I never record. Thank God. No, okay. I think I would embarrass myself. But I actually, I actually, here's the funny part. I actually did, uh, uh, I did a show in high school one time, and I was rapping with another guy. Me and him was a duo, and we we, we actually rapped in front of mad people. And I hope That's I don't awesome. see that video. Nobody, I hope nobody has that because I don't even know how. What you saying now? Now it's gonna come out. I'd right, love it's gonna to pop see that. up. Right. But um. Right. But what I got. So, were you in, doing mixtapes in high school? Did, was you like distributing mixtapes or nah, you know, I editing? I, I used to do that on my radio and make on your, my own yeah. mixtapes. Nah, I never, I never really recorded myself. I never did anything. I would just write and just think that I would be a rapper. But what made me really get involved was, um, so one day, one day. And this all happened in the same year. I think it was probably my senior year of high school. Um, back in the days, I used to have my own phone line because, you know, back then, you know, when you're on the phone too long, it used to cost money. My parents used to be like, Yo, you know, you got to get off the phone. Because I, 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 I was a ladies' man yes. back then in high school. And um, <laughs> so we, you know, I used to talk no, to No, really? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But um, and I, I, used love to, it, I love it. I, and I used to talk to, 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 you know, friends and, you know, little girlfriends here and there. But there was this one particular person I was talking to on the phone. And I don't remember if I was dating her. I, I don't remember. It was so many years ago. And um, she, um, you know, we were talking and I was like, all right, you know, I got, we got to get ready for school. Uh, I'll see you at school tomorrow and hung up. And then my phone rang again. And... Um, I picked up and I was like, well, hello, and oh, it's me again. I'm like, didn't we just hang up the phone? Like, you know. <laughs> right, right, right. I just had to call you back one more time. And I was like, why? Because I just I just needed to hear your voice again. And I was like, you need to hear my voice. Like, you want me to record it for you? Like, <laughs> and I was just like, why? Why do you need to hear my voice? Because you have this unique voice that it doesn't you don't sound like a high school guy you sound like a very <laughs> raspy older man and it's just it just it's, it's a turn on and i was like my voice she is fantasized probably for an older man and your voice was right like, mm. right right so it, it was probably that and uh, i was like okay and you have a good voice i mean obviously you're in radio now you yeah. know well, you have a great you know, now that you said that, I'm going to tell you what changed my life. So when I, I was like, all right, thank you so much. You know, I appreciate it. Uh, I hope you could tell me this in person tomorrow in school. And she was like, well, I, <laughs> let me just ask you a Frigo. question. <laughs> hey, that's how, you know, that's how it was back then. <laughs> and she said something to me that I wish if I ever see this person again, I want to thank her. She said something to me that really changed my life. And she was like, did you ever think about doing radio? Mm. And that's what stuck on me. And I was just like, hmm. Okay. She planted that seed. Right. So I yeah. always, then once she said that, I started listening to radio on a whole different level, in a whole different perspective. Outlook, you know yes. And yes. I started really studying radio personalities. I started studying and all that stuff. Um, but then I also got involved of the party scene at the same time. 
So back then, okay. I was probably like about, you know, 16, 17 years old. Um, and I went to my first club for the first time. And I actually traveled all the way to the Bronx. I'm a, I'm a Brooklyn kid, but I traveled all the way to the Bronx. Okay. And I went to So that's a pretty distance, yes. Yes. So I actually went, I think it was the last years of the fever. And um, I went to go see Karis one perform. And I sat nice. there and I was watching. Legend. And I sat there and I was watching. And before anybody got on, there was a man on a mic and he was hyping the crowd up. And right. I was just so amazed. I was just so amazed on what I was seeing that I was just like, hold up. Somebody said I have the voice. I love what he's doing. Right. I added everything together and I was like, you know what? I want to do this myself. I could do that. I could do it. Yeah. That. And you know what? Wow, since, that's that's great. That's inspiring. Little things, people that be put in your place to make yep. you see what your destiny is. And that girl made you realize, oh, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. And then and you then, go to that party. That's amazing. Yeah, and then I go yeah. to that. And then ever since that's when the reborn the reburn, I mean reburn, you hear me? The rebirth of the MC. You blue came and i started doing house yeah. parties i started doing little parties here and there you know block parties i would try to go and do a lot of you know just go into parties and just tell the dj yo i want to get on the mic i want to get on the mic I, you know what i'm saying and and i started doing that i still I, I became the local mc guy in, in my neighborhood and and ever since then it just i kept doing it then the, you know the boxing didn't work out um yeah you're correct you know the boxing didn't work out and then um did you get your ass kicked or you was beating niggas you was beating people up i was doing my thing i ain't <laughs> gonna lie was it? Were you i mean I, I, I was good at i mean <laughs> i i have a little trophy as you see you know my nose is a little crook I, you know, I broke my nose twice on it <laughs> you said that's a trophy yeah that's a little trophy about oh, my, no. my, my reminder you know what i'm saying but um right right exactly but i kept doing the other thing and i i was always calling it the, the side hustle thing. I wasn't making money yet. I was just, you know, I was right. just having fun with it because Grinding, I was, right, right. I was, I was meeting a lot of so people. So when did you initially started to make money? Like, was it when you entered with TS or when you were down nah, with heavy hitters? Who no. opened that door for you to... So, so what happened was I, um, I started getting to know some promoters. I started getting into the game of the nightlife. Right. Um, and, um, I was just like, you know what? I need to give this a try instead of doing neighborhood stuff. I need to start, you know, getting into the real world of the clubs. And um, there was a couple of promoters that were doing parties that used to, you know, book me in, in, in Brooklyn. And they got together with another big promoter. And my first professional club I ever did was a club called, um, back then it used to be called Carmen. And then after that, it became another name. Okay. Um, and that was my first club. And this ever. is in Brooklyn. It, no, no, this was in Manhattan. And I, I, I still remember okay. that day. It, it was called Exit. And um, I still remember that day because I remember getting on the train. I didn't have a car. I would get on the train. I went all the way up to Fifty Sutton Street. And when I got to the club, I couldn't believe I didn't have to wait on no line for the first time. I just walked right in. <laughs> They walked me to the. DJ you felt like booth. a celebrity, right? You're like, yeah, oh, I was just like, all right, I can do this. You know what I'm saying? But then when I saw the, right, right, right. I, I saw the crowd, and I was just like, whoa, this is. Were you a little bit intimidated by it? Yes, very. <clears throat> and I was just like, yeah. yo, this is this is nothing like what I do in Brooklyn. Because so were you I just emceeing, or were you were DJing and emceeing? No, I was. I was just emceeing. Emceeing. That's it. But okay. who helped me out okay. that night, who helped me out that night, and I will always thank him, and may he rest in peace, you know, I, I, I thank him a lot for that one time opening up my heart, was Carl Blaze, DJ Carl Blaze. He was actually the first DJ yes. I ever got on the mic with. And when he saw me, I introduced okay. myself, we got to meet, and he just, and I remember him saying, because he, he was a big guy, big, big, big dude. And I remember him yeah. saying, Yo, little bro, little bro, just relax. I'll help you out. I'll teach you right. ways, and then we could do this. And 
he actually that's beautiful opened. because a lot of people in our industry are not very helpful and they're very kind of standoffish you know what they're, i'm saying they're, they're, very, they're very to themselves you know what i'm saying and yes. but he but he, yes he, he especially opened. certain DJs, yo very much so especially if you're messing with their set they really don't want you to touch the mic they want you know i know you work a lot of people that you know, don't like you being a right. hype man. Well, 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 well thank God now. They well, like thank, you at all. Right. Well, thank God now all the DJs are, are they'd be happy when I'm there with them. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, now you got a platform. Now you're pretty Lou. You know, right. you're in a whole different wavelength now. But in the beginning, you had to oh, earn yeah, the, respect, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. In the beginning, I had to super earn my respect. And um, I thank him. I thank him a lot. And then ever since then, my you know, it went from just doing local spots to big events and all that and look at me now i have done arenas um you can name any yeah. arena i've done it i i went from doing 100 people in a local event to 500 people in a big club to now 30 to 40 to 50,000 people in the stadium you know and it's, it's so when I'm did you get happy. picked up by the heavy hitters so because that's heavy- major yeah, you know, so, family to be, you know, kind of like notarized stamp that you are official to right. be a heavy hitter. You know, well, he, here's the funny part. I knew, I knew the big boss man, my my big bro, enough from the beginning of my career. Like we known each other from the '90s, and Camelo, I got to meet him throughout the years okay. as well. Because I, you know, I I think I feel like you know, not enough. Enough has been longer than all of us, but. I feel like we all came up during that same time level and we all knew each other. And I always felt like we were always family. And, but right. of course, you know, you know, throughout the career, I was like, all oh, right, you know, I heard this being a heavy hitter is the thing. I want to be a heavy hitter. I want to be a heavy hitter. Yes. But I was yes. just like, I'm not a DJ. I'm an MC. major, major. So I, I would never, I don't okay. think they'll ever, ever take. Oh, okay. So you yet. wasn't DJing yet. No, I wasn't DJing. Okay. I, I, and, you know, and even now I'm still not DJing. I'm doing it now, little by little. But I just never thought that they would take me seriously. And gotcha. Throughout the years, you know, I, you know, you 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 tend to give up on that little dream. But I ended up working on myself first. I wanted to make sure that I became right. pretty Lou first. Like I wanted to develop that name and be who I am because I worked it. And I just, I left off all the, like, the little teams, things here and there. And I started working on Pretty Lou. And Pretty Lou ended up starting becoming big, big. But it took a lot of years. It took a lot of years. I've been in this game for almost 25 years already. So. Jesus. So after 20-something years. Yeah, you worked your way up. Yeah. Yeah. So after 20-something years. So wait, before you was affiliated with anyone, you wasn't affiliated with TS or... Well, the T or heavy hitters, yeah. No, I was just only one came first. Well, the TS came first because okay, um, and it's not even I don't I don't I don't take being a a terror squad as an affiliation. It's not even that. I I take it as being becoming family. So I knew Joe for a lot of years, for a lot a lot of years, and that's when I got to meet you. You know what I'm saying? Um, I was working, I was working, I was working with my bro Tony Sunshine at that time, and I was actually. Do, yes, you know family right there and um I, I started doing his assisting stuff and all that and then i got to meet joe and all that and that was all oh, through that awesome. that was all through that that era of you know when 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 before pun died and you know all that stuff and you know right, i started getting right. to know them and 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 it just became a family but then of course then you know it got to a part that we separated you know it became a separation like we didn't see each other anymore and then me and Joe ended up clicking again after a couple of years later. And like right. I said, I don't think it became- but that happens, you know, through yeah. life. People go to different paths. Yeah. Right. And People then, you know, you, you, you end yeah, up coming happens. together again. And thank God when we came together, that's when Pretty Lou was already born. You know, it was already, you know, he was already, yeah. I was already <laughs> doing what I was doing. And it became a perfect match because now Joe was coming back up and, you know, it just became a perfect match. So- we ended up becoming family again, and I ended up being introduced into the Terror Squad family. You know what I'm saying? And then after, yeah, 20- I don't think you guys were ever not family. It just happens that you know people go different paths, and you know God 
takes you in different directions. You just came together yeah. later on in life. You know, yeah. it and, happens. And, and, and let me say this. And he kind of took a break and he was exploring, you know, your talents. Yeah, we were right. And I was, I was finally not worrying about everybody else. I was actually worrying about me. I was actually making, right. paying attention more to my career. Because when I was coming up, I was actually becoming, I was doing management. I was doing bookings. I was doing, you know, I'm even for, like, I remember doing work for you, Glow. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, I was, yeah. I was, <laughs> yes, and I, you did. And I was actually focusing on everybody else. And I wasn't really focusing on me. And then when I said, you know what? Right. Now you was putting people in position. And you, what I love about you, and I've always was appreciative of you. If you can connect somebody, you would, you know, you didn't ask for anything and you was always generous and kind and you look out for everybody. Right. And, and that's, that says a lot about someone's, you know, character. You mm -hmm. were always sweet. You were nice to everybody. It didn't matter if it was the one moving the speaker or setting up the stage. And that's important. You know what I'm saying? That's, you won't forget that people like you in our industry right. and you were always kind, never cocky, never arrogant. From your beginning to career and now that you are pretty loose, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like rocking the biggest stages, you know, yeah. hosting major concerts online, like millions of people watching you and I'm, you're still you. That says a lot. I have to applaud right. you for that. Thank you. Thank you. But you know what? I also got to, you know, commend my surroundings who I'm with now, who's been with me since day one and changing because, you know, we, we you know, we're, we're from New York, you know. You know, we have to, right. and especially coming in this game, you got, you got to, you got to have that street in you still. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not gonna sit here yes. and tell you that I was the most right. I wasn't. I, you know, A say, lot of people most, don't understand that shit, right? Right, right. And, and and I'm not gonna sit here and tell you I was the most humblest guy from day one. No, you know, I, you know, we all come up being little knuckleheads, and it always takes that one person to change you. And, <laughs> you know. But I also started noticing you that. You know what I'm saying is that we're, we 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 have tempers. Yes, yes. We're we're we can be arrogant, a little bit cocky, but we have you still had that humbleness inside you. You was still nice. There's some right. people in this industry that are just straight fucking assholes. Okay, and they're still right. assholes, Not and either. they don't really have niceness. Only when you know the camera goes on, and then they're nice. You know, it's right. a fake nice. You're genuinely a nice person. Yeah, you can have your bad days and. You know, you don't you don't tolerate shit because you from New York. You're like, all right, motherfucker, there's a limit. But you were still you were easy to work with. Let's put it this way. As a lot of people and promoters and people that I've worked with will never work with again. But I've always worked with you. If you like glow, let's go. I'm like, let's do this because right. you have that work ethic. You was you was nice. You was about paper. My money was on right. I never had to ask twice. Like there's a difference. That's what I'm saying. Like it. Your character speaks volumes from mm -hmm. the beginning and until now. Right. And, and what I also noticed that humbleness gets you further. Being a good Amen. guy, being a straight guy, being honest and, 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 and letting the, the other person know whoever you deal with, who you are from the beginning, it, it, it makes you, it right. goes further than you being an asshole, you know, you being, you yes. know, I, you know, I, I, I and also like in my own career, I saw my career going further because of who I am and how humble I became and all that stuff. Because right. when I was not humble and when I was that asshole, I saw that I wasn't going nowhere. I was just stuck. But when you start right. being nice I never people, saw that side of you. There was a little side you never of me showed like it to that. me. I'm yeah. sure you did. I'm sure you did. You know what I'm saying? There was a little side of me on that, but so, um. You know, I thank God, you know, I changed it up for the best. And, and look at me now. So what made you open your life, you as a person, your health and everything to the world when you found out that you had cancer? What made you decide that I'm going to share it to everybody? What's funny is that, first of all, let me tell you, my family was never happy about that. Now, I'm a, you know, they didn't I'm, want you to share. Yeah, my especially my mother. My mother didn't want, you know, she felt like it, what was going on with me was supposed to be private. It was supposed to be amongst, you know, just us family members and everything. But okay. I don't know when I when when I so seven years ago, you know, just to let your you know your audience know in case they don't know 
what I went through and who I, you know, what I really right. became of is um, seven years ago, I was diagnosed with LGL leukemia, which is cancer in the blood, which is actually one of the worst cancers to get besides having colon cancer or breast cancer. Um, and especially getting it at my age. Um, leukemia is usually a childhood, a child disease. But getting it on my in my age, it becomes a little bit difficult because then you know it's not like, you know, a a a, a kicker fighter. Right, right. A man like, a man like okay. myself, a man like myself, and for my year and for my years that I have already, it becomes a little harder because I'm older. But um, were there signs? I would like to know. Were there signs that? What made you, did you get a test that you felt, were you feeling ill, fatigued? Was, like, I, what are their signs that you got? For, I, so, the, uh, you know, I got diagnosed 2014. Um, I remember, you know, I got diagnosed in September. But I remember beginning of March, like February, March, I started noticing uh -huh. different things about me in my body. I started getting marks for no apparent reason. Um I started feeling. Fatigued. Well, you mean like like red marks, blotches, like 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 red so marks. So people can like, know signs because some people don't like to go to the doctor, right, you know, right. or get anything checked, you know. Right. I started like just getting a little black and blues for no apparent reason, and I'm gonna tell you why. Oh, okay. So I started getting a little black and blues here for no apparent reason. I started bleeding a lot through my gums, and I was just be like, "Yo, what's going on?" So you know, I I right. was just, but you know, you're not thinking. The worst you're thinking oh i, I just got to go to the dentist maybe i'm getting some type of sun in my gums but i started getting fatigued right I, right some little infection getting, or something right i started getting mm -hmm. tired more but in my mind i'm like i'm constantly working so it's like i'm gonna get tired right. anyway but what i really right. started noticing was throughout the summer i started getting sick more i started i feel like i was getting the flu during the summer but it was a flu that was not going away. Mm, okay. And, okay. And, and it's just, that's when you start noticing your body is weird and everything. So thank God for my mother. Right. Your body can't heal itself. Your body's not healing itself right. properly. So thank God. For my, so thank God for my mother. She, you know, she was just like, you know what? Let's just go for a physical. We went for a physical right. and no lie. The next day. Mama's I yep. Next day, like around seven in the morning, I get a phone call to tell me to come to my doctor's office. At that time, I, I didn't even bother to get in my car. We took a cab, went to the doctor's office, and they was just like, you know, "Why? Because you heard the, the, the you heard the seriousness in their voice. Is that what? Right. Yeah. And, and okay. you know, you know, they're not, okay. you know, against, you know, against, you know, the law is they can't tell you your. Your, over the phone, right? You got to be in person. Yeah. So we went. They told me, "Listen, you your your levels, your cell levels are. You have no cell levels. You're, you're minus zero. Jesus. You're in a you're in a in a state of Jesus. almost to a, a cardiac arrest. And they rushed me to the hospital. They did everything to me. Um, at first, they I was diagnosed with um aplastic anemia. Uh, 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 uh anemia. Which is a, a like bone you were anemic or something, right? Right, but it was a bone. Oh. It was a bone marrow disease, and um, they didn't they didn't know how was, that was happening. And then, um, thank God that the doctors that I went to in Brooklyn, I went to um, Methodist Hospital in Brooklyn, New York, which now is New York Presbyterian, which is the hospital I go to yeah. now. Thank God the doctor said yeah. she was just like she felt like she couldn't find out what was going on with my body, so. She ended up transferring me to Columbia Presbyterian up in, in, in Washington Heights in New York. And I ended up meeting the doctors who I'm with now. And when they transferred me there, after being in the hospital for three weeks in Brooklyn, just two days what? being there. Yeah, they I was, couldn't yeah. diagnose you in three weeks? This is the first thing they do is check your fucking blood? Like everything? But, right. Like, she, isn't right, that like but, the but signs that, were there? Right. So, But, she, that, but that's what I'm saying. Um, the doctor was smart. And she ended up saying, you know what? This is not my level. I need to take him to somebody who Okay, really got knows. you. Okay. I got you. Okay. And got you. that's when when I went up there, that's when I found out that I had leukemia. Jesus. And and what was your first that, thought when they told you that? Like, how did you oh like 
your first reaction? Was you like in a daze? Were you in Oz? You had an out of body experience? I was shocked. It was right. it was so real, you know, like you didn't want to believe right, it. Right. Like I was in denial. Right. I didn't take right. it. I didn't take it as bad at that moment. My mother did. She was with you. Because she was with me. She was the only one with me when they said what I had. And Okay. But then it hit me. Of course, me. you're her baby. It hit me like maybe a couple hours after. But that's when I got to notice something. So I told that? my mother, I'll be right back. I went to a, a, a private room in, in my hospital floor. I locked the door. Okay. And I did everything that I needed to do. Cry, scream, yell, kick the yes. wall. I did everything mm. that I needed to do. And when I finally let all that out, I mm. promised myself that I would never do that again. I promised myself Why? that because I was not going to let this take my life. And if but it it's was, okay to cry and be frustrated right, and right. But you it, think but, it's okay to let out of your emotions. No, and of course, but I think it made me who I am now and why right. I became so strong. You could still be strong, puppy. Like some days, you no, know, no, no, don't get me wrong. Days, I still, of course. And I want to, ah, you no, know, even, even to this day, I still get like that. But I just wanted to promise myself that I was not going to let myself loose. Because right, I was exactly not, I'm, I was not gonna fall to this disease. I was not gonna fall. Right, I wasn't gonna let it control right. your life. Control. Right. Your I was being. not. Yes. Right. I was not gonna bow down to the devil that easy. Amen. So, Amen. I, I I picked myself back up. I made myself Good. who I was. I went back to my room and I told Amen. my mother, "We got this." Yeah, that's beautiful. I you know what I'm that. saying? Yes, and, yes, and, and, yes. And yes. I also promised myself that no matter what I was going to go through, because I knew I was going to go through a rough, rough road, I was going right. to continue my life. And I did Amen. that. Because after I he did wasn't going to let it stop you. Because after I did my first treatment of chemotherapy and, and I lost everything, my hair, I lost weight and all that. After all that, Four months later, I went right back to work. I like, saw it. Yeah, I was like, so proud of you. Like nothing ever happened. And, yeah. and the reason why I expressed it to the world is because I needed I needed that I needed that force from the world. I needed that I needed the, the energy from people I didn't know. I felt like it was not just my family, not just me. I needed everybody because i needed to show right. the world that you know what i'm going to overcome this and i'm going to help others do it as Amen. well and that's why i leaked it out and that's why i told the world what was i was going through and you know what in the beginning of like i said my family wasn't happy about it but right i don't regret it you know why because the world is why I embraced you yeah yeah I mean, a lot of prayers. I mean, just your, the, the strength that you have, the way you express yourself through the chemotherapies that you went through. Um, and then right after that, you'll be in the club and your motivation, like people should never fucking complain or be lazy. And you was ill and everything and still busting your ass and taking care of your family and being a man, you know? And not letting this disease overcome your life, period. You're like, this is not happening. I'm still going to live life. And you expressed it with joy and confidence. And that's hard for anybody, even regular people that have just little depression. And you're dealing with a disease that is killing you inside. Amongst putting poison inside of you, a chemotherapy that makes you weak, that you lose hair, that you can't eat. There's so many side effects that come with chemotherapy, you know? Yep. Yep, and but I never showed the world that. I never showed anybody. But it's that. okay too. It's no, okay it is. too. It's, I mean, it's, it's up to you. Yeah. But I just, I just, I. But you just, show strength, and I applaud you. Yeah, I just wanted, I just wanted to feel, you no, know, even if I was at my weakest, 
because I was. Mm. There was times. Yeah. There was times I didn't even want to get out of that bed. There was just there was times that right. I was hugging that toilet because it was just, you know, just from the chemotherapy. But I transformed myself back and was like, all right, I'm ready for the world. Let's do it. You know? Yeah, mind over matter. Our mind has such power. Yep. We can overcome anything. We just gotta yep. just be dedicated. And we have to bless our 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 soul, our our, our body. Mm -hmm. Our body is our temple. So we gotta eat right, be healthy, right. work out, and, right. and and like you, positive thinking. Cause and, it's and I, true. And, Anything that you let in. And and one thing I tell everybody is that you can't let this disease control you. You know what I'm saying? Amen. One thing I tell people and I tell my family is that I might have cancer, but the cancer don't have me. Amen. You know what Amen. I'm saying? Because I'm still going to yeah. do what I need to do. I'm still going to continue my life. I've, you know, I think I worked harder the past seven years that I was fighting for my life than I worked in the beginning. Because you appreciate you know it more and right. time mattered, you know? You know? And people could and I saw that in you. You no, were living. And people couldn't even understand people that. Like what? I people could didn't even understand that. Like people used to come up to me and be like, What are you doing here? You just I, I, I would get chemotherapy for eight hours one day, and I'll go and I'll do two clubs the same night. Jeez, God bless and you. People would look at me like, What the hell? Like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, I'm continuing <laughs> my I, I'm I'm continuing my life. I'm doing what I need to do, because one thing I'm gonna right, exactly. one thing one thing I'm gonna keep it real with you. If I didn't do what I needed to do, if I didn't continue life, and I didn't go back to work and do what I enjoyed, I would not be talking to you right now. I believe it because people die of sadness. Of if we don't fight, right. then our because body people, will deteriorate because people will fall into that black hole. Let me tell you something. It's not the That's disease right. that it's not the disease that kills you. You know what kills you? Yourself. Right, giving up. That's right. You kill yourself. I agree. And you're giving the you're giving the food for the disease to eat up. Right, people give in to the disease. I totally agree. I, I never, totally agree. I, I never did that. Even when two years ago, when I almost lost my life and I fell into my coma, even that, I fought for it and I came out of it because Amen. you just don't want to fall. Like, I, like, let me tell you, Glow, I seen people die in front of me. People die. Right. I was, I was in a cancer unit floor that I will meet somebody next to me and then a week later, they're gone. Right. Because That's they fall, they fall into that depression. They fall into that. You yeah. know, when, when, you know, when you hear something, some people hear, don't have support. Some people need people. Some people are right. lonely people. But, I know a lot of people that, you know, a lot of family members can't handle that. And they abandon them instead of being there for them and being supportive. You know, you have love around the world. People love you. People pray, pray for you, um, support you, everything. So, that gives you energy. That gives you light. That gives you, mm -hmm. I see it in your glow even to this day. But some people are lonely and, and they feel like they have nothing to fight for. Or you have your family, your children, your mom, you know? So but, but, but that's a warrior. One of, but that's one of the reasons why I feel like God still put me on this earth is to help out the people that feel like they don't have anybody. Right. You, you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I think. Yes, I, yes. And, th and that's one thing me and Joe will always talk about. Joe will always come up to me and tell me, God put you on this earth for a reason. You need to find it. And I said, you know what, Joe? I think one of the Amen. reasons is for me to help other people. The people that don't have the support I have. So I might as well right. give that support back to the people that don't have it because those are the ones that need it even more. Yes. And I, ha and yes. I, and, and I, I have helped out people. Which I'm so happy about. It, you know what is great That's to talk to somebody. You know, it's so great to talk to somebody and give them that 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 the ammunition that I had to them, and they'll come back to me and say, "Yo, Luke, thank you. I beat it as well." Right. But I'm not gonna. Say and now your health. How are you feeling now? How are you feeling? Well, How I is feel, your body I, feeling? I feel great. I told you I'm in my prime. I love prime. to hear that. 
Yes. I feel great, man. I'm, 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 I'm strong like an ox right now, but I'm not taking advantage but, of it. Right. I still, I still treat myself like I still have it. Okay. I still make sure I take care of myself. Um, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you now that I'm 100. But I'm gonna go and start getting drunk and you know do the worst. No, I still keep myself healthy i still do the right thing um because you know what because you know what i'm gonna i'm I'm a realistic guy i'm i I keep it real to myself right if people know about this disease you could have cancer in any any form this disease does not give up sometimes you could probably beat it but almost there's a little chance that it's going to try to come back. back. And it's going to come back with even more vengeance. So I'm going to knock on wood and say, you know what? I'm done with it. I'm good for the next 20, 30, 40 years. But I'm still preparing myself in case you do want to come back. Right. Because I'm being realistic. I'm not going to sit here and tell you. You just have to take all the precautions. Right. Eat right. A lot of water, you know. Right work out you know you have to treat your body like it's a temple like right. seriously you know what we but, put into it affects us in every way but one other thing globe that i like to tell people of course we got to eat right take care of ourselves do everything else but one was one more important thing is continue yes. your life don't stop if you want to pick up and go right. away and, and go enjoy a beach or say do it if you want to go buy yourself that brand do new it. car, yeah, I agree. Do it. If you want to get yourself those nice pair right. of shoes, and you know you you have the money, but it might do it. You know why? Because we ain't dying. Right, with right. <laughs> Enjoy life. Well, I mean, yeah, but then also be responsible and live. Don't live above your means, okay? Because <laughs> you have people here thinking, you know, materialistic things make you happy. Materialistic things do not make you happy. Right. You know, uh, you know, people do um, things you do for people, like you giving back, giving them a word, or you know, help putting them in a position. You know, um, happiness comes in different measures. Yeah, that materialistic will make you happy now. But it's not longevity. It's 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 a a little bit for now, you know, contentment. But real happiness comes from peace of mind. You know, just being a good person and yeah, enjoying your life. Being on a beach, I love beaches. That's why I live in Miami. You know, but yeah, I I believe if you yeah don't work all day like you, you know, you just went on a beautiful vacation with your family. You're enjoying life. Yes. I agree. Enjoy right, right. life, but yeah. don't don't do it above your means, though. If you can't pay your rent next month, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. I mean, I mean, of course, meaning don't don't put yourself in a predicament that you don't want to be in. A but, lot of people do that. Right, you but, know but, it, right? Of course, <laughs> but I'm not giving you the wrong impression. You know, to do that. <laughs> nah, not that. What, what I'm trying you to say, like, buy right. yourself a new car, buy them red bottoms, right. baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm just saying that so people could be happy with themselves. Because right, you know what? Right. I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of people, even though they'll defeat the demon, they'll, mm-hmm. not, they'll still won't be happy. They still won't enjoy their life. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, then I always tell people, then why live if you don't want to live it? Right, right, right. You, you get what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Like, see, when we're doing, like, a perfect example, see? I just said something to you that I just made you smile. Your beautiful yeah. smile just came. You, your, your, your whole glow <laughs> came out, right? Thank you, yes. But that's how I want you to be every day. Every day, yes, I agree. You, you I see agree. what I'm saying? That's important, yes. I, I totally agree. People are miserable with their life, and you're right. It should, you should change it. You shouldn't live in depression. You shouldn't live with people that suck out your energy, you know, I think that's very important, no matter if he's rich or she's rich or she has a nice ass or she fucks well or he, you know what I'm saying? Happiness is a peace of mind if you're minding right. Ha- right. And happiness come within you. You got to keep yourself happy. Yes. Because you know what? Yes. I also tell people, no matter what you, no matter what you have, you might have the greatest things. 
you might have the biggest house, the greatest car, the right. the, the the best wife or girlfriend or, or husband or, or or dude or whatever. You could have the right. best things, you could have the best kids, but if you're not happy, all that don't matter. Not even it your doesn't. kids. Not even your kids. You have two beautiful children. Right? Yes, two beautiful boys. And yes, you, and, and you do anything in the world for them because I see it. Amen. Yes, <laughs> yes. But how happy would they be if you're not happy? I had to learn that. Um, I sacrificed. Well, you know that you have family too. We sacrifice sometimes ourselves to right. put food on the table or you know make other people happy. I had to learn an even balance. That it's okay to take time for myself. It's okay to be a little selfish and splurge a little more to you. And because I've always was a giver. So you gotta learn that balance and right. But you also yeah. gotta learn that if your sons look at you and see mommy smiles every day, then they're gonna it go out sense. there, they're gonna go out there and do the best too. I agree. But if they I see agree. mommy not smiling and always suffering and always going through a depression, yeah, then they're gonna go out there and be the same way. Agreed. Agreed. I totally, I, yeah. I mean, our energy, like even my son, my son is autistic and he goes off of energy through people and everything. And if I'm upset or a little, a little, even in my voice, he hears that he, he gets anxious. I was like, Oh, okay. I gotta, I gotta reprogram myself. Okay. I'm gonna let that go breathe. I do exercises with my son. I swear to God, we do meditate. We do breathing exercise. So important. That's so important to let that 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 bullshit out that angry even mm -hmm. if it's just something you know triggered you you're like nope. fuck that shit that's just not gonna fuck you no nope. <laughs> literally I, i'd be doing that shit and i teach my son to do that shit and he's 10 he just turned 10 there and i'm like go. no papa don't get mad breathe and that works like literally works mm -hmm. sometimes you, know, you just like, sometimes you guys just stop what you're doing yes and just close your eyes and we and 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 how can i say take a breather and reform yourself inside and then be yes. like, you know what? Ain't nobody going to ever tell me what to do or disrespect me, whatever. Cause me, I'm like this, listen, I don't care what you say, what you call me, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Right. It's not going to phase me. I don't right. care. I'm not at that position. Listen, I could be driving. We used to, we used to, we used to back in the day. Don't back in, right. I'm, I'm with you right now. Yeah. I'm with you right like right now. now, listen, man, I could be going, I could be, I, there's a parking spot and I'm about to go in and somebody cuts me off and take me. Yeah. The old Lou would have probably came outside. Oh. Right, right. Me too, me too. But you know what's the new Lou? I'll roll down my window and say, hey, enjoy it. God bless you. Right, right. Same way. Me too, me too. Because, because yo, Florida drivers, there's no courtesy. Yo, motherfuckers out here have no courtesy. I, I, I you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't take my, listen, I fought my life. I fought for my life. I fought for everything. You think that I'm going to go out there and stop right, my life petty. for something right. petty. I yeah. Listen, life, one thing I am going to tell you, life is too short. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to do Amen. what I need to do. You know what I'm saying? It's it's just, you know, I just want to be happy. That's Amen. it. And if I could be happy, then I know I know all my loved ones would be happy. Right. You know what I'm saying? So your legacy, it's, I mean, you've grown so much and done so much. What do you see yourself in the future? Like. I see myself you know, on a couch watching football <laughs> and not right. doing nothing now. So stupid. Nah. Um. What do I see myself? Do you have see, any other in, inspire like things you would like to do? Of that course. You done already? Well, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think I, I I you know I always tell this to everybody. I just think like these are probably my final maybe two two years of of being in this nightlife. You know what I'm saying? Because as okay, you get okay, old, okay. as you, as you get older. It's not the same either, but yeah. No, you know what I'm saying? It's not cool to have, I ain't going to say my age. Yes, I'm in my 40s somewhere, but it ain't cool to be in your 40s on a microphone and you're rocking out to 21 years old. You know what I'm saying? That's like me rocking out right. to my daughter and my son, you know? Right, 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 and, right. You know, I, I, what I do is I see my. I don't smoke. think it's an age limit. I mean, that's like rapping. No, it's no, no. And, 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 and listen, and more power to, to, every, to anybody who's over 40, 50 who's still doing it. If that's what they love. I love it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not gonna say and tell you right. I don't love it. 
But for you, you're like, I'm not doing that shit. For me, it's like, right. So I'm the type of person that once I succeed in something and I conquered it and I became king at it, it's time to pass the throne. Gotcha. And move on and do something else. So I just feel like that's my. So what's next for Lou? What's next for Pretty Lou? I I want to do I I want to be on I want to do broadcasting a little bit more. I want to do broadcasting a little bit more because I still. But like voiceovers, like what does that entail? You you don't you you want me to keep it real? You know what's my biggest dream job and goal? My Uh biggest dream job. And maybe this is to end, not to end my career, you know, to finally be in a position that I could could finally relax. relax. I would like to use my voice for cartoons. I love that. I would like to, you know why? Because I would like to hear. Could you change your voice? Are you good with that too? Like, yeah, I'm good with that. I can, you know, I, you know what I always tell my family, I tell my daughter, I tell my daughter this all the time. I say, yeah, one day you're going to watch TV and you're going to see a cartoon. You could be 20 something years old. You could be married, but you're going to watch a cartoon and you're going to see a little fuzzy little bear walking through. You're going to see a little fuzzy little bear with a hat and some Tim's on just walking through. Oh my God. And you're going to hear your dad saying, Hey, so when we going back out there, man, I want to go out there and have some fun. (laughs) He's so funny. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, I love cartoons. Listen, yeah. I'm I'm 43, and I uh, my son loves cartoons too. But I I watch it. I'd be catching myself like, yeah. oh, he's not watching it. Why am I still watching cartoons? Yeah, nah, I love I, cartoons. yeah. I, I I would love to do voiceovers. I would love that just to sit and do. You know what's so dope? Do you to practice because practice makes perfect. You know, I, yeah, like, of course I practice. You yeah, know, yeah. I, I'll be watching all these Pixar movies, Toy Story, oh, and all. Yes. I watch all that yes. stuff, and and I like I said, I just. I could picture an animation of myself as a bear. Right, right. As a little, nice, little, chubby little bear. You know what I'm saying? And you never know. That might come into fruition. You know, you speak it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So that, that's, yeah. my, that's my dream ending my career job. Right. Is, is doing voiceovers. So leaving your legacy as doing voiceovers. Right, doing voiceovers yeah. and everything. But as of right now, I think one of my... A couple of my biggest goals is continue more bro- um, broadcasting. You know, I want to do radio a little bit more. But I also see myself doing, like, you know, so, like TV stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have yeah. a show. I don't know if you see it right here. That's that's my that, that's a, that's another animation that I created. But it's for I my see, show. I see. So it's for my show called Turn Um Turn the Tables. So I started. Okay, yes, um, I yes. So Turn the Tables. I started that in um during the pandemic it's a it's a dj game show which two djs they're gonna battle each other to see who's the best dj but it's not in djing it's actually knowing your music right 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 i that's what that's what the show is about it's about them knowing their music and bringing that culture back to the dj so what i'm trying to so what yes. the show is really is a learning experience of you being a real DJ, not you just pressing buttons and you right. know, all, all I know is Drake and the baby and, you know, this and that. No, I want you to know who the Commodores is. I want you to know who, mm. you know what I'm saying? I want you to know who Aretha Frank- Franklin is, you know? I want you to know. So it's not just hip hop. Yeah, I, I could, yeah yes. so, so I could come up with a question to the DJ and like, who is this beautiful blonde head? Um, Hispanic woman who's on who's in the video with Cisco called the Thong Song. <laughs> so funny. You're a lot right. of DJs won't know that the Thong right, Song right. Cisco. Who the hell is that? Right. And then they'll be like, "Wait, bro, my, I know the answer." It's you know what I'm saying? No, I love that. So, are you coming back? Where can they yes. see that? So, turn the tables. Is actually coming back February twenty third. I'm bringing season five back. Awesome! So they can what on your IG? On my Instagram live. It's on my Instagram live. I'm coming back. Um, 
during the pandemic, I was on five days a week. I was on from Monday to Fridays. But since you know everything is open, we're back to normal life and all that. I'm doing the turn. I'm only doing turning tables once a week. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But we're gonna switch it up a little bit. Instead of having two DJs, I'm gonna be doing four DJs at the same time. And oh, wow. uh, I'm gonna be bringing guests. Hopefully, Miss Velez will be one of my guests. Yes, of course. You know what I'm saying? Because you I know, I, I, I have to bring the legendary. You know, thank you, thank you. People, people, people don't know. Listen, man, people don't understand that you are one of the iconic female video vixen that started this whole little trend that's going on right now. You know what I'm saying? You, you know, people, these ladies need to bow down to you. (laughs) You My son um, was just in Miami and he just bumped into uh, Kinsu. Remember when bass music was a big deal? Mm -hmm. And um, his song reappeared and became a hit. And he was like, yo, these girls, our little Gloria Velez's. He was like, even the city girls. He's like, Glow has been doing this shit. I was like, my son was like, ah. But here's the outside looking in. I'm like, yeah, we did this already. But but here's the best part, and I don't mean to disrespect any ladies out there now doing your thing. Listen, I congratulate y'all. I'm happy for y'all. But back then, when you was doing it, it was original. Right. It was right. Damn, I don't want to say this in a bad term. There's no face. Right. Right. It was a different sex appeal. It was our own. It was a sex appeal that I miss. I miss that yes. sex appeal. I yes. miss it. Like, you don't even know. Like, I ain't gonna lie. I'm gonna keep it real. Look, even to this day, like, if I see, you know, a video that you're in and all, I still stop the channel and be like, hold up. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just, <laughs> it's something that I grew up to that right. I, you know, it, listen, man, we all, man, we all get, get those little feelings, those little, you know, whatever, <laughs> the little tingles and all that. But oh. it's just, it's just something that we don't get that anymore. You know what I'm saying? Don't right. Me, yes. Right. There's a lot of new, brand new women out there that, that are gorgeous and they're doing their thing and I commend them. With yes. But it, we go through our errors and you was my era. Yes. The era of now is my kids era. But I'm trying to get used to that era because I'm still working in that industry, you know? Right. But, but like I said, women need to bow down to somebody like you because you, you are a trendsetter that started everything off from then to now. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah, I was the first, like, female vixen model rapping, signed with Cash Money, riding to, I was already on tour, had my bus. Like, I did this before any of them did do it. And... It wasn't acceptable back then. Now it is, you know. Oh no, so, yeah, of course. Uh, now, now, yeah, now, now you got I had booty, to break doors. I you had got to, you, you got you booty know? shaking in commercials now. You know what I'm saying? Like now, yes, right? it's like, insane. You know, but like I said, you know, it's just you gotta you gotta you gotta go with the time changes. You just gotta yes, you know, yes. You got you know you have to go with it. You gotta accept it. Be happy about it. But like I said, ladies, bow down to this woman. Bow down to this woman because listen, man. If it wasn't for her, all this openness right now would have never been happening. I'll keep it real. No, no, no. And we started young in this industry, so we worked our way. We've been doing it since teenagers, you know. And these girls are kind of starting the game late. So let me ask you a question. I'm gonna, I'm gonna flip. I'm gonna turn the tables. Get it? Turn the tables, (laughs) right? Let me ask you this question. So how do you feel now when you see yourself back then? Like, what is your first thing that comes in your mind? Do you be like, oh, my God, why did I do that? Did, should I have switched that? Like, what do you tell yourself when you see yourself from back then? Um, I get in awe when I hear people tell stories about me. And then right. I was like, I didn't see it that way. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And I guess I was a little hothead and a little crazy. Um, <laughs> and I didn't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Right. I love me. I love my body. And. If I wanted to run around naked in the so, beach, I was gonna right. do it. But what do you what do you do now when you see yourself? Like, forget yeah. what people say when you like. If you're sitting down one day and you turn on to MTV, and I see, oh um, uh, yes, posts, whatever, because the real MTV they don't show videos no more. But right. if you go into the other, you know, video channels and you see an old video with you in it, what do you say? To I yourself? smile. I, I I I have great memories. You know, I don't. Yeah see anything negative you know i don't care what people say or because they don't really know me or really know what happened behind the scenes i have great experiences i traveled around the world you know hosting and 
uh, hosting comedy shows, hosting big concerts, reggaeton concerts, performed all over the world, my music, mixtapes. So I have great experiences. I love me young. I so, was wild. I enjoyed life. I lived it. I didn't give a fuck what they said. And that's that's great to right. live that way. See, Not this, caring. Ladies, <laughs> ladies, ladies and gentlemen, this is how you know a good radio personality or, 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 or journalist is. I just flipped the whole interview, right? Because I'm <laughs> about to ask you, I'm about about to ask you one more question. Ah, go ahead. I'm not scared. Go ahead, Would baby. you ever go back to it? Ah, oh, so many people ask me that. Um I have I it's have, not so many people um, that ain't me. It's I know, me I know, I know. I have a thought that something I might do, but I'm not gonna put it out there that people came with me a different ideas of kind of like remixing hit songs and doing like a video so a couple of ideas people came to me but only if it's like acting and not just shaking your ass i wouldn't just do that that's easy that's nothing to be impressive about right. um but yeah what are you I, talking I, about you glory Velez. what are you talking about people still get impressed you know you, you yeah i know i know. forgot about the 40 plus <laughs> Age guys who grew up to you. I should do like a fucking because I think there's more ways of shaking your ass, right? So they do the up and down the side. I'm like, dude, what happened to like really dancing and shaking your ass? I feel, I was thinking Facts. about doing like videos of showing, you know. Uh, look at that. You see? See? A lot of thoughts. Maybe. A lot of thoughts. Maybe, I, I, maybe. See, I, just, I, just, <laughs> I just opened her up. I just opened yes, her up. Yes, yes, yes. So where go. can we hear you? So where you are on hot ninety-seven. Yeah, so I do. I, so, so I do Hot ninety seven. Um, um, I do um mix show a mix show with my brother Hollywood Ko. Uh, uh, we do a mix show for holiday mix weekends on Hot ninety seven. Um, nice. you know we're on after the club at four a.m. So if you're ever okay. in New York City for a holiday mix weekend, me and Hollywood we're on Hot. Um, I'm also on Series XM Hip Hop Nation. We're we're on the show called um Pull Up Saturdays. Every Saturday at ten o'clock on Hip Hop Nation on Sirius XM channel forty four, um, you go. Um, of course, you know I'm in every club in New York City, Tri State. I'm also right. in Florida. You know, I get booked everywhere, Florida, Cali, you know, all that stuff. Orlando, Miami. You know, yes. so just you know, you ever want to know where I'm we at? We love you here. <laughs> of course, of course, of course. So if you ever want to know where I'm at, just go to my Instagram. You know, at Pretty Lou Eleven. That's my Instagram, and um, you know, you can catch the show. Um, Turn the Tables with Pretty Lou. It actually starts in two weeks on February 23rd uh, on my Instagram Live. So to all the DJs, if y'all want to participate, just go to my Instagram and, you know, follow all the instructions that we're about to post up. And one more other thing, you know, uh, and on February 25th, I'm making the big announcement. We already made the announcement of it, of the of the date and 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 what it is so every year for the past three years this is going to be my fourth one i couldn't do it two years ago because of pandemic every year i do a concert it's called the pretty new birthday charity concert i do it every year um all the proceeds go to cancer research Mm. all the proceeds go to cancer research and it also goes to the morgan stanley children hospital up in new york city and it also goes to uh to the to the uh, ALS research as well. So we, you know, I I, I love to give back, you know, Amen. every every yes. year. So we had so many artists performing, um, you know, from Jim Jones, Fat Joe, from um, you know, we had um the Locks, um, so many. We had so many artists the past three years. Well, it's back. Yes. Um, <laughs> on February 25th, I'm gonna make the artist announcement on my Instagram. I'll make the artist announcement and the tickets go on sale Friday, February 25th on Ticketmaster.com. It, uh, it's my fourth an- annual Pretty Little Birthday Charity concert, and it's gonna happen on Wednesday, April 20th. Yep. And that's in New on York, weekday. right? Yes, in New York. <laughs> yes, on four twenty. Four twenty. Four twenty. I'm gonna shut the city down on four twenty. Yes. You know I love saying? it. I love it. So on on the twenty fifth of February, we're gonna make the announcement of the venue and all the artists. So that's beautiful. And like I said, all the proceeds goes to charity. It goes, you know, we donated to the hospital. We donated to the children's hospital. Who's, you know, all the kids that's fighting cancer. We we like to give back. 
and we also get back to the cancer um cancer um center for research, research up there at new york presbyterian columbia which is one of the biggest research for cancer in the united states that's why that hospital is number one and um we also donate to um als one of my partners that helped me with the concert her mother just passed away from als so we want to give back to that as well yeah you yep. have such a big heart, and I love you for that. You oh. always have my heart before. Oh. <laughs> Remember she said that. Remember she always. said that. You already know. Every time we see each other, we're like, ah, we get excited. Of course, of course. Remember she like, said that. Of course. I just, right. I'm grateful to have you here, and you be so vulnerable and open and just being you. And... Yeah. You guys understand why I love him so much. You're you an I hope they love me because I know a lot of people, when I be doing interviews, they be like, oh, who's this guy, man? He has a beard, look like DJ Khaled. He got no neck. <laughs> I got no neck because my beard is not showing. My, it's longer, yes, fat, yes. And I'm a little fat like boy, you know beard. what I'm saying? I'm a little fat boy, yes. but, you know, but after they see Listen, the interview. he's still pretty loose. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> but after they see the interview and they see why. You know, and then they also find understand. out what I went through. They understand and all that stuff. So, you know, I, I, I they're just gonna want... love you like I love you, and oh, of course. they're I gonna love see you your heart. Thank you. So Thank much, you, puppy. I appreciate you with anytime, everything. anytime. Shout out to Glow, man. You're doing a great thing. I love what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? You need women. You know, you, we we need a lot of women like you, pioneers. You know, who who who's done stuff in the past, but now is doing other things. You see, that's what I'm talking about. You've done things in the past, and now you moved on. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's right. That's right. It's only about growth and and giving back and and teaching others, and you know, hopefully they be inspired, especially with your story. And that's what I want to bring to the table: experience that we've been through, and we're pioneers of this shit. You know, <laughs> so. You know, you we go. speak from experience. And I want to thank you guys for listening. And don't forget to just glow. There you go. Mwah. <laughs>